Are you ready to kick this shit off? Welcome to Ginger Talks. When we last left our heroes, we were left with many unanswered questions. It's obvious Aaron Lewis hates his father, but did he call Drew a daddy? Has Ginger fingered anyone else since last week? I mean paint. And has Jack's friend Giuseppe found the zoot suit of his wedding dreams? Find the answer to none of these questions and more on this part two of Ginger Talks Podcast. Would you like to uh, steer into guest questions? Hell yeah. Because, I mean, guest questions can just become a, like its own fucking tangent. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's go for it. All right. So I'll let you head this shit off. Okay. Because this is your fucking domain, and we are <laughs> we are but weary travelers within that fucking social ozone that you've created. That infectious. So, speaking of my my favorite kiwi, um, this question come and is asked of every single guest. Okay. And it. Uh, it's just a classic tried and true. Red the Abnormal asks, if you could have a mundane superpower, what would it be? Mundane superpower. So, um, yeah, everyday shit. Just getting fucking sorted by way of a superpower. This is the sort of question you wish you had time to prep for. Because you know, like, <laughs> the wittiest answer. Um, don't we know it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, at this point, we ask every guest this question. I mean, maybe, maybe I didn't need to go to the toilet. But ever, yeah, or like every second day. That yeah. is so. Do you know what? I think that's really good. That's mundane, right? You don't yeah. have to go to the toilet. Yeah, you just filtrate. Give me back that, like, I don't know, half an hour a day. <laughs> Half an hour, mate. I work from home. I hydrate like a fucking animal. <laughs> I'm smashing down water, and I'm sick of going. Oh, I'm sick of this. Cumulatively, of you're going half an hour a day. I think so. So, like, in the scope of your life, like, let's average that out. So that's half an hour a day. Three, six, five. Yeah, I'm not the sort of guy who like reads the paper on the shitter. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I just pissed like a hundred times. <laughs> See, yeah, but you sound quite regular, nonetheless. That's okay. If I hydrate like a motherfucker, yes. Oh, Thirty minutes. I'm sorry, it's just fr- no wonder. My head. No wonder. No wonder you're like praying to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as extreme as it sounds. But I was, I was almost like, oh, I could click my fingers and not have to shower. But I fucking enjoy showering. Oh, That's, yeah, well, okay. I enjoy, I guess, mm, kind of weird territory, uh, so I won't go too far, but going yeah. to... <laughs> that was a good sense. I know. <laughs> going to the restroom and, like, going and, like, leaving my office, like, my workspace or leaving my desk and taking, like, just a couple of minutes to, like, use the restroom, but also just, like, either check some notifications or just, like not think about whatever has been in my face is kind of a moment that I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, he Jack is really showing the fact that he works from he works remotely. Yeah. Yeah. Like but like I totally imagine imagine like being in a long car ride and never needing to go for a piss or like right. being at a concert and not needing to the piss like halfway through the like your favorite song like that, that that's cool but yeah you're right like salt of the earth so many people and i worked on a building site and i'll tell you this now so many people take a shit just so they can live their lives for a minute yeah and they don't even need to shit but they force that fuck around <laughs> well it's <laughs> when my boss no. is up my ass in the office i'll just look at him no, and be like pun, no Listen, pun intended I, fuck dude uh, doing that in the office. Uh, well, okay. Listen, it's fine. All right. I don't want to talk about yeah. it. 
if if I if I could if I could have a, a another superpower by this point in the podcast, I've been a, adorned with many, as you can imagine. But I would shit into the office fan, and it would spray out like a oh. nagus shit, oh. and that it would hit everybody, and they just, would all get dysentery. Just do what everyone else does. Just do a top decker or a reverse kanga. <laughs> An upper decker. Up, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Like, it's not like, look, I'm not even getting into that discourse. Right you shouldn't. That's a filthy. Your That's pooing so... is essential. It shows you like how your health is doing. I'd rather just go in blind, not know. No, I wouldn't. But like, uh, that's just what came to my head. I don't want to f- commit to that. Like, give me, oh uh, yeah, yeah, fifteen minutes, and I'd think of the perfect answer. But, yeah. but you were asked on the spot, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Marvel's newest superhero. <laughs> oh fuck. The, the kidney. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, like, there's so many things, but I, I got in my head when you were like, every day. Monday and every day. I was like, every day? What do I do every day? I fuck. You, <laughs> you fuck every day? No. No. Yeah. You're in the fucking toilet every day. Goes, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> you know what? That's New York, in it? That's New York in a nutshell. Like, hey, I fucking go to the jam every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? I go to the jam. I have a, I have a doll, I have a dollar slice, and I go to the fucking jam. I'm fucking everybody in this city. <laughs> I, 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 a dollar slice, and I go to the fucking jam. I ride the subway. I, I hear the tra- I, I talk about the traffic. Man. That's uh, Hell's Kitchen, bro. Uh, and then California, they're like, uh, uh, yeah. They're, uh, am I a volleyball, huh? <laughs> so I hot topic because it's like, it's awesome. Okay. That's California. That not mm, no no I will I will that is turbulent no 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 I've never met a single Californian who was that bad <laughs> yeah yeah well, I'm not doing like Fred Armisen doing California sir <laughs> am I going on I'm going down the tour. Uh, no way! Oh, man. All I right, re- listen. I'm just gonna I'm gonna pull up here. Uh, hey, but hey, but in New York's all right if you oh. like saxophones. Oh all my right? god! <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, nope. Uh, e break. Uh, drop of the parachutes. We're we're going. Uh, Andy asks. <laughs> I love you, Druid. <laughs> uh. Andy asks, according to Druid, you're a spirited traveler. We've talked about this, but we didn't actually talk about what was your favorite place that you've been to. That's a really good question. Um, I mean, it's always, I guess, where you're at at life and what you're looking for. But one place that's like absolutely fucking blown my mind and stuck with me and is just constantly begging me to go back is just it's straight up Japan, man. Japan is insane. Oh. It is culture overload. There's like everything's so quirky, and like, there's all these like robots that like are basically robotic kind of functions that are built from the 80s and haven't been updated. And it's like, why does this exist? And I guess just because it can. And there's bright colors, there's great food, like J- Japan. That's the place. Ooh. Always wanted to go. And it's. It's not a, like, it's a pretty common destination for Australians because it's like geographically close. It's only a nine hour mm. flight, but occasionally there's like really cheap flights as well. But people go to the snow and ski, people go in summer. It's, it's the best, man. Mm. I always want to go. Mrs. Knowledge does not want to go at all, which like breaks my heart because like I was a fucking weeb growing up, man. You know what mm. I mean? Like I, like, I grew up. When I was like eleven years old, I watched like Akira and Neon Genesis. I love Neon Genesis Evangelion. I love Japanese culture. I even know how like I know some words in French like Kesatsuna de Do you know what I mean? No. The police are my bitches. 
in Japanese. Harugazato neko. What's that mean? Good morning, cat. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, but it's it's the place to go. It's so <sighs> culturally rich and just like everything's just exciting. But I must admit, like uh, especially because um, Julep just mentioned um, the thought of like his his partner going and stuff. It is. I think it would be very hard to be vegetarian or vegan being mm-hmm. there. Really? That was not... Very fish-heavy and very hard oh, to come by vegetables. And you can't read the menu? No. Google Translate helps you, and the, the people are friggin' lovely. Like, I was up in Sapporo, yes. that North Island. Right, right, right. Um, which is a little further off the tourist trail. Most people do the Triangle, which is Kyoto, Osaka, and mm. um, t- Tokyo. But uh, we went up to the North Island because I wanted to see a salmon run. Completely did not, and just was looking at drains in the rain. But an experience nonetheless. This whole city, man, like we walked around for like two days and we're like, fuck, the roads are wide, but where is everyone? And on like the third day, we realized that the whole city's almost replicated underground in tunnels. We went underground what? because it's like it was snowing as we left and it must snow hard there. Oh, and we're like, wow. that is, is, I've never heard of that. Dude, as far as you could see was just shops and people and like the the, the length of the tunnel and um we were there when like uh, uh north korea was sending ballistic testing ballistic ballistic missiles right over that island so like oh, wow. of going into it. yeah yeah so that's why he hates fireworks as well no i hate yeah. them because i love dogs and dogs don't like fireworks that's why oh, I hate fireworks. Such a answer. the truth came out Fair. uh but yeah i would love to go to japan uh, shit, probably won't ever happen. No, it won't. This is like sad, but maybe we should go, bro. Mate, Amy wants to go. We can, <laughs> go, we'll, we can go as a trio. Uh, like, we'll book it as a trio, and Sam will just be like, What? I have to go. Yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, usually we do a little, like, kind of round table question so i'd be interested to know because ginger you know i think when we started this podcast you weren't you can you'd not really got about as much as like and and very recently you kind of have started getting about within the u.s yeah mm-hmm. but like now you're traveling what's the what's the like ginger stamp on things i mean i love there's some beautiful spots in in socal there's some beautiful spots and a lot of the photos that i sell um uh good wasn't meaning to but they were the first photos that i I actually felt confident enough in selling um but i really just love like Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls has always been one of my favorite places in the world. Um, and uh, I just I I love staying out of the touristy areas and just mm. the it. areas around it are just beautiful, especially on the Canadian side. Oh, gosh. But you're so right, like, getting out of the touristy side, it's just Jack, even hearing what you said, like, you know, you're saying outside of the triangle, and you're mm-hmm. telling us about that Japanese, like, island, and, like, I've never even read, an, like, an article about that, and you would have assumed that you would have heard about a place with, like, an underground city element. It's very geographically close to Russia, and it can't, you could kind of see it, which is cool. That mm. is cool. Yeah, I like I, I like California. Like I know um, Druid went off on one before, but and that was based on LA. But like I, I really I've been to California, and I think there's this really warm collective vibe when you're there. Yeah, you feel proud of being a part of something bigger than you. Yeah, and to be fair, I haven't seen that anywhere else in the world. Like I feel like that's definitely Americanism tied in. But when I was in California, I kind of could buy into it more. Yeah, and I, I thought that was really fucking nice. 
you know. Yeah, I get. I thought about New York a little bit, like oh. uh, this kind of collective, like you know, the with New York is uh, this idea that you know we are accepting of like almost any fucking thing we see on the street. If a guy in a like a lion costume is in the middle of the fucking sidewalk yelling and people will just walk past him and go, ah, it's New York. That's just New York. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I like, do. But like California, I guess what you're saying is different. It's like a vibe. I, I understand that. I've heard very mixed things about LA, but. So yeah. what I'll say about LA is there are spots of LA that are very like, I don't know. I don't fit in. You wouldn't fit in. None of us would fit in. Um, mm. And I've also been in spots in LA where me standing with my camera waiting for people to come out of the thrift store. Um, like, and I'm just sitting there leaning against a light post with my foot kicked up. Like they came out and they were just like, you just look like you belong here. Like this is your everyday spot. Uh, like, <laughs> So you can, there are the eclectic, you know, everybody is just different spaces. There's always good food to find somewhere, but then there's also like the prim and propers. And there are other places in the country that are just like that. But LA, because it's LA with the glitz and the glam, that is like, that's why people immediately go, oh, LA. Like Philly was like that. Austin, Texas was like that. Um, downtown, downtown San Diego was more like what you think about when you think of the good and the bad of LA, because you can go from one block of it being beautiful and lit up in their shops. So you go over a block and it's just, just rows of tents and shopping carts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I do know that about that. Um, those homeless areas of like, um, let's just say the West Coast as a whole. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's a, it's warmer, so the climate kind of, I, I guess, brings more homeless people inclined to be on that side of the country. I don't know that, but the, it, it's not like these. It's not just like shanty towns of homeless people. It's like shanty towns of homeless people on crack. Like, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. nothing I've ever witnessed. Yeah. I've- like, obviously, not having been there, I'm not an authority on the issue that should learn to pipe down on anything I'm not an authority on, but, like, hey, it's a podcast. Um, but, you know, you, there's so there's so much shit about, like, out there in pop culture and the world about these. Like, you would think that somebody with, like, some amount of money and a little bit of influence would do something about the fact that within their city limits there is literally... A city of like kind of without any sense of plenty within their like limits. It's absolutely absolutely crazy. It's so complicated because here, here, half of those people that live in those tent cities have jobs. They have right. they have jobs yeah. and they they do all these things, but because of everything going on. They can't get, they 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 can't get into a home. They can't get into something like having been homeless myself and trying to make sure that I still had insurance on my car. Like putting down someone else's address and going and picking up my insurance card for my car, like it was, like that is such a debilitating feeling. And so now when you do a a really deep in-depth background check on me, his house shows up as a previous address of mine, even though I didn't live there. All right. Yeah. Oh, you know, like that's obviously this is a monumental, huge issue, but like, you know what the biggest fucking missed opportunity was in my opinion, Mm -hmm. we had a global pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. everything fucking shut down. People weren't going to work. We just had this pause period. Mm. That was a system. That was a chance to fix so many of the broken, outdated, at least government systems of like oh. how to get your registration, how to get your yeah. car license, yeah. how to, you know how you post it by the mail to this place and you go visit that one in person. 
if they had have like literally got a few, uh, it could have been done. That was that was the period where things stopped and you can fix it. But yeah, no one but, was ready. Uh, but here, here's the thing, right? Is that all it did was allow people to realise that you didn't have to do things in person. Which is probably a step forward still. In, in a way, this podcast wouldn't exist without the pandemic. That that is yes, one hundred percent. But it is sad being homeless and like having to refer, like go to your library to be online if that's the way everything functions as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that's right. We take so much for granted, uh, 100%. It's, um, it drives people crazy how grateful that I sound and how much I thank people and how much I tell them that I love them and I appreciate them. But, like, I was negative $1,000 in my bank account moving out of an apartment on my birthday months before the pandemic was widely accepted here in the United States as being a thing. And I, I got COVID while I didn't have a roof of my own. And instead of going to my family and saying, Hey, I could use some help. I was bound and determined to prove them, prove to them that I could do it. I could, figure the shit out on my own. I didn't need them, but also like streaming and creating content got me out of almost every single cent of debt that I had. It's given me a crazy new purpose and a feeling of direction. And so like when I tell people, no, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for what you do for me. Thank you for being an ear. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming and hanging out. It comes from that place of it wasn't my lowest low, but it was pretty goddamn close. And I yeah, live in an area right. that didn't shut down during the pandemic. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that kind of, oh, I didn't even know that that was a thing, right? So they, they shut up. They shut a lot of well, things down, but they didn't shut everything down. I was going to, when I finally had a roof and I was starting to kind of get back up on my feet, I was going to watch drag shows live and in person where masks that's, were not required. That's so crazy. As like a political thing? Uh, yeah. Or just like, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Wow. So like, it's like, there's so many layers to the pandemic for me that like, was it horrible? Mm. Absolutely. Um, did a lot of really shitty things come out of it? Absolutely. But oh, yeah. I made something shitty into something pretty fucking yeah. cool. <laughs> so <laughs> Yo, we we've got so much to celebrate from it. Like, yeah. As I say, we wouldn't have this. And like right? honestly, like, I fucking love doing it. Yes. Two two years in the pocket. Mm-hmm. I can't wait uh to revisit Almost. a question about favorite place I visited and then I get all sorts of shit. For not saying Birmingham, UK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Jack. For the further context, Ginger is coming at some at some point. Want yeah. to meet as well as a uh, well. The the people on a charity fundraiser have demanded it. Yeah. But yeah, it's always good. Like it's funny. Like the more people we have on, like. We've got a little cast of characters for it to catch up with when she gets here, which is it's even better. Gonna be insane. Like oh my god. Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. I'm ready. <laughs> so Andy, thanks for the question. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, big old tangents there. Let's go. Um, I, I, I I will say I all right, I've got one here. Okay. Right, I've got one from, uh, let's see, uh, what's her name now? Amy Harrison? Yeah. <laughs> That's Jack's girlfriend. Oh, God. She says, uh, I've been trying to think of a question to ask Jack anything and drawing a blank. <laughs> All I can think about is asking how many virginities have you taken? Oh, I don't, I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> I think she's basically asked me not to ask you that afterwards, <laughs> but I've done it anyway. 
definitely not a fan. Fuck me. Um, there, it, life happens in interesting ways. You, all right, I'm going to answer this question. I'm going to answer this. That was his girlfriend. That's like, uh, um, I, I'm going to say, like, only one virginity has been taken today, and that's your podcast with, like, virginity. In fact, I can't believe I asked you that. Thank you. Uh, so, moving quickly on, Amy, that is podcast, terrible. Podcast uh, virginity lost. Possible, yeah. Possible podcast virginity. Uh, so, uh, I'll swivel to this. Uh, Tom, friend of ours, Tom, has asked... Let's see. How does uh, the domesticated modern man? Let's change that to person. So I'm getting with the times. How does the <laughs> uh, domesticated modern person balance all of life's pressures? What should one prioritize? So thank you, Tom, for that question. Very deep <laughs> question. How do you balance all of life's pressures? Um. Except for like wanking all the time. Whatever. Yeah, I gotta go find that release boy. Um, <laughs> so how to do? I guess you just an expression that my mum kind of drilled into me when I was young, and I've always held on to was the saying "everything in moderation." Mm-hmm. Okay. And I genuinely think that it does apply to a lot of things. Like it's like obviously I'm not talking about like heroin or something, but it's. It's it's a case of yeah everything moderation. I have a good well balance, like a good balance of things. I have a good perspective. Like don't go too deep into like I don't know career shit or yeah like, keep that social that. life active and healthy and like surround yourself with good people. Like I, I there's nothing to really stay here beyond just like I mean try to see the positives and have a good time. It's a good answer. Like, yeah, that's that, yeah. Without repeating everything we've always heard in our lives, that's probably just the way to approach it, Shay. I think I, I would give this piece of sagely advice. If you're ever out there and you feel uh, like a furnace burning uh, with viewpoints and ideas and you're spewing them in, into all the kind, like the kind of wrong social orifices or... RFI, as I like to call them in, in plural, uh, start a long-form talk podcast <laughs> with someone on the other side of the world, and you'll gain a perspective that you never, ever do possible. Well, and then you and you'll also be great as like greater parties as a result. <laughs> Wait, like, I, I know, I know. We've talked about like um, I know Ginger's mentioned there's a lot of like content creators and like you as an artist, like a musician yourself. Like I just think you can't overlook any type of um, art like that because it is you're giving back. You're leaving like not just so much a legacy, but you're like you're leaving something an imp- a print on the yeah, world, and it's, yeah. and people get to benefit from that. They don't have to, but they can. And that's nice. It, 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 the funny thing is, as someone that has been making music for a long time, like uh, what you have to learn when you don't like get like massive, massive measures of like success is that you have to learn. And this is like the knowledge I would impart is that rather than expecting other people to get what you're about when you're being creative, uh, Learn to love the craft and learn to love the aspect of it that I'm harnessing a level of self-expression here that goes beyond anything that I can explain with words. Mm. And, like, learn that process as being, like, a part of yourself that you can you can share it with the world and, and become successful from it. But ultimately, even if you don't get that recognition, you need to learn that the process is something that you enjoy and that there is something that you are getting out of, like from like putting your thoughts and your imagination to something that like tangible, because then you listen to that piece of concrete and it helps you understand the abstract within. Yeah. And it's like 
you should never tell anyone what it means in full because when you show somebody that thing, they interpret it in a different way and you realize that there's facets to everything you think and actually like we're not as closed off and misunderstood as we think because someone can interpret something that I've done in a certain way that I would never understand but that I always said that thing there's a phenomenology that's a word from it and a, a level of experience in everything that you do and then you get that thing you, you hear that like alternative interpretation and you hear that and you go like well actually like ideas are fluid and experience is fluid and it's like a shared thing sure there's that element Learn to love the process. Learn to love to know yourself through creativity. But then learn to love it even more, even by sharing it with, like, a couple of friends and, like, hearing what they think and just, like, bask in the fact that you can make something in your mind and your heart concrete and then people can unpick it and help you understand yourself better as a result. Mm. It's way deeper than I ever intended to go. But There's an element of vulnerability in that, and I respect it so much. I mean, it, not, not so much, no, not so much but, the expression, more the act. No, but, but, no, if I make a tune, it's like it's uh, I, I'm uh, vomiting my soul in front of people, and I think right. like it took me a long time to like realize that that was what it was. But like it, yeah. And it in that, uh, uh, yeah, learn to mean it like means the world to me. If I share a song with you, I'm not necessarily sharing it to the world. You know, there's so much material that I've created that's never ever going to be released but if i show it to you it's like because i'm like i can't express myself in words in the same way that that thing does right and that's very pretentious and very outward but there you go not what anyone else like asking for uh, please carry on i'll sit in the corner i'll so i'll swell <laughs> no. my must- i'll swell my mustache on that one i people know that i'm very i can be very introspective and i can make I, I can say words in an order that just sounds really good. Um, I mean, I can be very deep and very philosophical, but not in some classical way. And just, I fucking get it. And mm, like, so. I'm, I'm a person who I will, something that I, I, I struggle with. And really it's the last few weeks have been worse um, where I won't share my burden with others, even though I have, I carry a lot of weight. Um, but it's at the end of every YouTube video that I, that I do, uh, and every stream, um, I remind people to be good to be good to yourselves and be good to others. Um, because if you can be kind to yourself and be good to yourself, then what you do for others just shines even brighter. It's even more impactful. And whether you positively impact one person or you positively impact millions, a positive impact is a positive impact. And uh, I quote, or you say this quote all the time, but a man's reach should exceed his grasp. And that's that influence. Yeah. Um, a man's reach should exceed his grasp. And working a lot with like charity fundraisers or people who are just having a hard time, like reminding them that like, I have a friend who I love dearly who worries so much about the money he raises for charity, not being enough. And he wants to do more. And I'm like, but you've got to remember that $25 saved someone's life. This $50 saved someone's life. This $100 went to researching this thing that we could never understand and we could never know. Yeah. And mm. like, just, you know, when you're struggling to, to keep up with everything and balance everything, you have to remember your impact. Like, your mm. impact is, no. is greater than you ever expect. So when you're overwhelmed and when you're stressed and you stop and you take a minute and you reground yourself and you're kind to yourself, you reattack those things that 
you know, you might have been missing or things that were on the back burner that now are bubbling over and are catching fire. You can recover those things because you're able to attack it with a clear head and a clear conscience. Mm. And like, as someone who is a chronic workaholic with really bad depression, <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's finding that balance and playing those games and knowing when I need to go, you know what? I'm going to hands up mm. and I'm going to walk away from this for a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah. As uh, Paul Stanley said in the Kiss song, uh, Lick It Up, <laughs> it ain't a crime to be good to yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> but, no, but, you know, you, yeah, well, I don't know what to say about you being a workaholic because, like, we're just like, come on, record a podcast. Do even more ginger snaps. Nah. But, like, hey. What a privilege. Here we are unpicking the psyche. I, I wonder if that was what the answer that like if it was that the answer Tom wanted? Probably I hope so. I hope so. I hope he's taken a little piece of wisdom from it to be fair. You know what? Like we started out making fart jokes, talking about Joey <laughs> Tribbiani. Yep. Here we are, like, you know, you can tell everyone's turned 30 on this podcast because now oh. here we are in, in parting of <laughs> Dirty mouth. I have a filthy mouth. <laughs> can can that's I? Not like, that's not just because of what I say, and I'll leave that to your imagination. Uh, okay. So Xenos asks, uh, "How did you guys first meet?" Which we've discussed, but what was your first impression of him? My first impression of Michael. Uh huh. My first impression of Druid is, um, I guess it was that he's a very funny person. He was a very um, outspoken, lively, entertaining, funny person that had a sense of humor that was very different to most people's. Yeah. In a good way. Because it's, yeah, it's, it's. Like I mentioned almost at the start of our conversations, it's like his knowledge is ex- like, ex- like exceeds the norm in so many directions. And some of them are so unique that I don't quite, I don't relate. Like I just don't have that knowledge in my fucking head. But um, <laughs> so sometimes I just be like, mate, I know that's funny, but I just, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm very open to say that to him at times, but yeah, I thought he was just funny as hell to be fair. Um, given the tirade that I just did about like shitting, that is like too kind. That's spot on. That's exactly what I heard. Along those lines, that is like too. That is like too kind. Like I, I was always emotionally. That's like the nicest thing anyone's ever fucking said. Well, I mean, it's it's the truth. So, oh, thank you, man. No, no my pleasure. We just oh. turn this. Cast off and bro down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, quote. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna have a sword. Uh, oh my god, I love it. Yeah, uh, these chicks clap. Oh what? shit, bitch. Let's go. Oh, yeah. we'll, see who, we'll see who's like fucking thin asses. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> that was genuinely so lovely. Like, you did not have to say that. Thank you. Well. Stop being so fucking hilarious. Uh, I've not, I've like not even been that funny in the last like, couple of hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me grab <laughs> one more. Sorry, I'm, I'm letting you two have your bro moment. Uh, your bromant, as some would say. Um, oh, I thought it was a bromance. I mean, I, you. I was, I, no, you, I was hoping you'd say all the nice things about me. Now, bit, bit, no, Listen. I've already said all these nice things about you. No, Would you like no, more? No, uh, no, no. I, like, I, 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 like, I'm at my threshold with that. Like, I can't, I can't take a compliment. Like, no, you like, can't. It's, no. it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, I, is that like a British thing? No. Like, oh my god, no. It's especially you. No. So, especially me. 
Meep is the same way. And on Sundays when we're playing Dead by Daylight together, I make her sit and listen to all of these nice things that I say about her. And there are times where I'm pretty sure she's been like, I have to mute myself because I'm going to cry. These are so nice. And I do it every week and she can't stop me. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. It's good to say, good to hear I'm not alone in that, like, fucking... I can't, I can't hear it. I, like, I don't know what it is. Like, I love to be congratulated. Like, who doesn't? But like, when I, when someone's like doing it at me, I'm like, I, I'm like fully like feel like um, my bell end's been like dipped in vinegar. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I don't know if it came through, but Jack saying that he thinks my paintings are really cool was enough to make me kind of just like. Uh, to myself silently. You know, you know what? Right up, He's gosh. just such a lovely guy. What? Yeah. Uh, I, I fucking <laughs> where, like, well, where, where, when I'm this guy, like, um, I've seen the pictures of him like online, and I was thinking, oh, here we fucking go. He turns <laughs> up, and I'm like, oh, it's Australian kid, and then he opens his mouth, and I'm beguiled instantly. <laughs> I'm beguiled by you, Jack. Here we go. We, we, yeah. The thing you've got to understand about Jack and I is that we're like partners in crime in in like this kind of like situation where we're like, yeah, you know, we're with the couples. Like, you're not meant to like get on with uh, like a couples of the half. We're we're blessed in like all four. Like, there's kind of four couples that go about. We're blessed in that. Like, we're all like. Yeah, the eight of us get on so well. Yeah, the I eight. That. Like, that's so it's rare. Sick, yeah. So, like, we, we've gone on vacay together and stuff like that. And, like, yeah. And, and, you know, Jack would say the same. It's not just, like, the two of us. We don't have, like, a, a special... Well, we do. It's actually, come on. We don't, we're not, like, secret society exclusive. No, no, like, yeah, we that's love the thing. We we love love everyone gets on so well. That's just to the point mm-hmm. where, like... I'm the newest addition by far to the crew, and um, my missus had COVID, and I still went to the trip to Marseille with everyone yeah, else. Yeah, he came to France. <laughs> he came to France, even though she didn't, and that was it. That solidified it. But it, it, I also want to put it out there too that my my girlfriend did tell me there's nothing I could do for it, and I should go. So I did. She didn't need caring for. I did not just abandon her. Fair. I mean, yeah, just, just in case she's listening. Yeah, true. No, I mean she probably she probably just fuming at me that I asked her questioning that she told me not to. <laughs> uh, I, no, I I love that. Like just a group that is just so tight knit and there's no weird distrust or you know, just I that kind of shit makes me so fucking happy to just hear. Like my friends have groups of people like that in their lives, and that just makes me. Yeah, it's kind of special, right? It's kind of oh. it's super cool. That's it. I wouldn't settle for anything less. Like I'm on the other side of the world, but I'm like, if it if it weren't as good as it was, I I wouldn't just pretend it is and deal with it. You know, it's like we're at that age where it's like, yeah, you surround yourself by quality people, and every time you're like, I don't know, not working, or you are on a holiday, or you're with friends, like it has to count. Because it's like, it's slowly becoming like more and more valuable. Oh uh, yeah, and uh, like people that you know when you get in, like when you get in your thirties, people that like mean something like fucking like it becomes few and far between. Oh yeah, you weed out. Yeah, shit, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like weed out vacuous relationships. Well, anyway, I, like, uh, oh, I will shit. say I have people in my <laughs> life who they don't even have to speak to me. They'll send me a message and go. You know, something feels like it's going on with you. Like, it, it seems like you're having a mm. bad day and we haven't spoken. Like, mm. Kay and I, I don't have to say a goddamn word to her and I'll get a message that says, hey, what's wrong? It feels like there's something yeah. wrong. What's going on? Now, we've known each other for 10 years. We were married. But, like... It's there's other people like that in my life right now where I'm like, no, I need to send this person a message because something in the ether is telling me that something's not right. Or this person could use a pick me up or this would make their day. 
And those kinds of people were like two of my friends. They're a husband and a wife. I will text them independently of each other. And there's no threats. There's no nothing. It's like, oh, hey, I'm going to hang out with Anna. Okay, I'm going to go hang out with Chase. Like. Yeah. And you should always, if you're in doubt or like you catch yourself thinking about that friend you haven't spoke to in a while. Uh, my advice is always just just ping them a quick message, like literally just be like, hey, mm. just just sort of you or hey, how you doing, whatever. Like you don't even have to engage, like open up a conversation if you don't have the capacity to. Mm-hmm. But them just getting that message out of the blue can fucking turn their whole day around. Like I've yeah. just seen so many friends appreciate that. Mm-hmm. How, how, how many people that are too scared to like send that message are like checking their phone every day looking for something interesting on their social media accounts? And not getting it just because they've grown apart from so many people. Yep. Yeah, that's true. That is that is so true. Well, if you, I'm a, I'll save TikToks to send to a specific person, and so (laughs) it'll be an unsent text message because I saw the TikTok at 3 a.m. when I couldn't sleep because I'm a gremlin, and so when I get up in the morning, I open up my messages and I hit send on all of the drafts. That's so bold. That's respectful. I just ping it at three AM and be like, "You find yeah. it on silent." That's I, on you. Well, yeah, like, I think half the people know that that like I've ever known just think I'm like a fucking unhinged. <laughs> like, that's not very funny. Now the people I DM directly on TikTok, like I send them directly, like the TikToks direct. I don't like text it to them. Those mm. people get bombarded at 3 a.m. with like 10 TikToks, and I'm like, sorry, not sorry. Love you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, I'll tell you, frequent the TikTok. I nah, probably nah. pull that shit when it gets to Insta. I'll, I'll tell you this now. Don't get me started on it. I've talked on length yeah. about TikTok. Uh, don't. There's a handful of creators that I watch on TikTok, and uh, my feed is very curated to very specific things. And mm-hmm. it's really like, I need something uplifting or I need just something just so thirsty uh, or like, I mean, it's very few random things. I go on to TikTok to support a few of my friends who use it, but otherwise I pop on Instagram and I'm just, I'm still a YouTube junkie i have like 10 youtube tabs open on my computer right now yeah i was like that learning to read books again uh actually now i'm just a boring bastard i'm so gonna like, i'm gonna start reading after saturday night streams every every week and just sit down and read a book all right uh off stream or like why is this isn't a stream i can't believe i just said that off recording i've got the absolute greatest book recommendation for you so fabulous anyway tim cut that out (laughs) (laughs) so uh, well i'm looking at the time speaking of cutting things out let's do one more uh because it's light and fun and fluffy and cute uh oh two more i lied i can't skip over uh toast who asks who sells the best sausage rolls um i mean obvious answer wrong no we're going to disagree on this, I can tell. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> well, all right. Well, A, like, sausage rolls are good, but they're not, like, they're not what we say they are in as a nation in terms of greatness. I'm obviously going to say Greg's. Mm. And you're going to do, you hate Greg's, don't you? See, I didn't grow up with Greg's. Greg's is the sort of place where as a, like a, a school student, you could take one pound coin and still get like some food after school, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I never had that kind of experience. So I came in being like, oh, this franchise bakery. Okay, sweet. Let's try it. And I was like, this is, f- I mean, I'll, I, will, I won't not go to a Greg's, but it's fucking nothing to write home. If I'll, I'm not. Do you know what? I forgot that. Like, I'm not going to fashion a letter about so- that shit. For those that don't know, and there will be a lot of people that don't know what the fuck we're talking about here. Greg's. Do you know what Greg's is, Ginger? No. So Greg's is, as Jack said, a franchise bakery in the UK that basically specializes in sausage rolls. Do you know what a pasty is? Yes. So like 
pastry bakes with like savory filling. Steak bacon. Steak bake. Do you know what that is? No. No. Close to a pie, but just the top kind of fluff, uh, the fluffy. It, it's pastry. like yeah. Imagine okay. like a imagine like a steak pie, except it's just the filling of the steak pie and, and puff it's pastry. Completely wrapped in pas- like puff pastry. Okay. And that's what like Greg's does. And it's a bit of a British institute, like institution. <laughs> so everywhere, yeah, they are. There's like almost a sense of national pride about them, and every you cannot say a bad word about Greg's. Okay. If you do, it's like controversial. No, I'm just this guy good words elsewhere. That's all. So in Australia, we used to have a really good scene of bakeries. Like, yeah, people would independent. People would take so much pride in them. That's kind of gone to shit, but. In the last decade or whatever, I went to New Zealand, which is very close to Australia, and they've kept their integrity. Fuck me, the best bakeries in the world are in that country. You can almost stumble upon any of them, and they take pride. There is good quality meat, really rich gravy, the pastries like, high quality. It's just, and it's cheap as shit. Like, it's so good there. So New Zealand, first and foremost, has the best bakeries in the world. Secondly, the best sausage roll in the UK one of the so i'm always doing pros and cons right like i'm like is my life here is it back in oz i'm always going back and forth but one of the things i like the most about the uk is because it's so connected like it's it's a very small place so like even country properties are like one hour from a city right there's these random shops called farm shops which are usually Mm. like high quality produce and a bit bougie, and like definitely you can't afford to do your whole groceries there. At like, yeah, 100%. Where, yeah, yeah. But you can treat yourself. And I'd say a, a sausage roll from there is like, that's the bomb. That's what you want. But weirdly, they serve sausage rolls cold here, like it's normal. And in Australia and New Zealand, they're always served no, hot. Do you know what oh. it is? It's like they pump those fuckers out and they do not give a shit like what they're giving you. Greg's for me has Greg's, to be, yeah, as, as they do the vegan sausage roll, and I don't eat sausages anymore, so it's got to be Greg's. Yeah, they upped the game on the vegan front. The vegan vegetarian stuff at Greg's, uh, unparalleled in mm. that respect. So, yeah. uh, yo, this got more in depth than anyone cared to know. You farm heard like a, a farm shops yeah, are life. Like a global <laughs> a global debate on like a very British. <laughs> No, that's uh, great. I it's the best comparison I have here is like gas station pizza. (laughs) Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely true. Because you have places like the chain Casey's, where I worked at a Casey's for a little bit. I was mixing the dough in the big industrial mixer and like. I was dumping the sauce in the containers and like making the pizza by hand and, and shit. So like it's, is it Casey's? Is it Hy-Vee? Is it Speedway? Like who has the best pizza? Like that's kind of what that debate ends up being like for me. So I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pizza. Yeah. Cause like, like Hy-Vee like where I live is a, is a grocery store chain and they're, they have a, a, a like kind of sort of like branding on their gas stations that yep. is uh, called fast and fresh. So they like at their local factories will produce all these pizzas and shrink wrap them and ship them. But like you get from the right factory and they put like a garlic herb, like seasoning on the crust or you get the one that is just like stacked with toppings. Like every high V is a little different. Every Casey's is a little bit different. Like, but you have like the grocery store stuff. You have the high end stuff. You have the stuff that's like, Oh, this came frozen, frozen, frozen off of a truck and thrown into a pizza oven that acts like a microwave. Okay. <laughs> and it still tastes like heaven. Oh my God, dude. You've been on the been on the road yeah. for six hours, and you and you're finally stopping to take a piss and like get a bite to eat, and it's like this pizza's been in this warmer for four hours. But god damn, <laughs> beauty truly is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. And the so, beholder is famished. Uh, yes. <laughs> so get. Never mind. I'm not going to complete that statement. Anyway, 
Uh, we'll do one last question and then we'll wrap it because we've been recording for a while. Uh, do you have any pets? If not, do you want pets? And that's asked by Andy, who is a big animal guy. Andy, first and foremost, thank you for such a wholesome question. It's <laughs> <laughs> really beautiful. Um, that's so well put across. I don't have any pets because my partner and I have been, since we left London, we've been doing house sitting, which comes with pet sitting. So we've been doing it through this app and essentially we have been staying in sweet houses, working our remote jobs and looking after pets and not paying rent. So I've been getting, oh, it's been amazing. I've been getting a, meeting all these different like types of dogs and familiarizing myself with cats. I haven't been exposed to them as much growing up but mostly dogs. And it's, it's so good to understand like the different kind of characteristics as well as just living in cool places. Um, so I don't have a pet because we've been moving about, but we have just got like, we've just got a place that's a bit more solid and my partner and I are very much dog people. However, like I've found a new love for cats as well. The house we're moving into has a cat flap. Oh my God. In the door. So I'm considering a cat, but also it's insane. Like we both want a dog, but we're worried as well because it's still commitment, and we love to travel. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why we like. Obviously, Sam is so dog centric, but we're not getting a dog because it's just like, like you've got to worry about the dog all the time. Like, yeah. Uh, so obviously, uh, I've got a dog at my parents' house who's appeared on the podcast. Don't you yeah. Know? Right. Uh, but like, we've got next door's cat comes in. To the house quite yes. often. I so love, we're like neighbours cats come in your house. I love, I love it. it. You know, one so time crunchy. we've got like a sunroom on the back of the house. And like so the roof of the uh her sunroom like is by my bedroom window. And I was really like fucked up one like probably after a podcast recording, funny enough, in the morning. And uh I had the window open. I was enjoying a bit of fresh air and I was like molding away in bed and I shat myself because the cat jumped in onto my bed through the bedroom window uh, and landed like on my face. Oh my God. So like, yeah, bit of a like dog person by proxy because of Mrs. Knowledge, but like, yeah, I think we were going to get a pet. We'd get a cat at this point. Yeah. Oh, I I think if I were to get a pet in this current point in my life, it would be a cat. Like, mm. oh, I just... Please call it, call it Druid. <laughs> You'd have to. You'd oh, yeah. have to. Druid, like, come back. I got big, big keys. We're so independent. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I, licking his licking his crotch, and he's like, he does that on the podcast so often. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like my my partner's life, like, like her dream is to have a donkey. So at some point in my life, we're gonna have a pet donkey. Like we oh, genuinely will. So cool. But Fuck our yeah. great debate is: I want a cute puppy, and I want it to be like, oh, the beautiful, like a no golden Labrador, whatever it might be. I also want a Dalmatian, but no one agrees with me on that. But she's just all rescue dogs. She's like, how dare you? Is like, consider that we're rescuing a dog. And yeah, it's politics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, but? I understand getting a dog that's been bred for like allergies or very specific things. I 100% get that. Like those animals are going to get bred either way. So like do it as ethically as you can, but also... I love I love rescue doggos. That's it. I'm just I, like I, I'm a little concerned though. Like you grab this thing and it's last like four years. You fall in love with it and you just pay vet bills until it fucking dies. Right. And leaves you forever alone. <laughs> the, we got a we got a six year old rescue. Uh, still going strong. Changed her life and she was. Well, she is. I don't want. I'm so weird. Uh, she is just the loveliest thing, and just couldn't have imagined like like, like being in that house with that, uh, like the gratitude, the loyalty, and the love that 
still get every time I see her. It's just like unparalleled. So yeah. I would like to fight for that. Yeah. Um, if you want to, if you want to get your pets bred, get a duck. A duck. Yeah, they love. No, man, my they friend. Love, they love bread. My friend had a pet duck, and it was all good in theory, but like it shat everywhere, all through <laughs> his house. It would shit all the time, like duck shit constantly. Chat, chat, <laughs> chat. I hope Mrs. Knowledge is just like rolling over and going, the fuck is going on out there? (laughs) Oh, this shit again. (laughs) I, I much preferred him when I was sanding the balustrade. Oh my god. Well, on that, <laughs> on that oh one, gosh. Oh, on that, on that wild note, Jack, thank you so much. I had an absolute blast getting to talk to you and getting to know you. Likewise. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. Thank you for like heeding the call like a couple of days ago. Uh, yo, who knows? Might not be the last time. Hey. Could you imagine everybody in the same room over there and trying to record? Oh, that'd be so good. It would be, ca- <laughs> it, it would be it would just like, it'd be so terrible. That it oh. almost, we would, look, look, if we got everyone into a room, so that's Jack, Jack Solomon Smith, Dr. Agon, uh, Pake, my dad, live streaming. Oh my god! Live stream it. Be like a rap video. Oh, dude, it would be wild. So up, oh. jelly wrestling. <laughs> yeah, douse me in butter and just let me like put my thin ass in the octagon. <laughs> if I sheets of paper, or is that yeah, Michael? yeah, yo, if you try and cut my ass, you get a paper cut. Oh fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stan Lee presents the new uh the new supervillain. The sheet. <laughs> I just cut the webbings of your fingers with my like ass. Oh god. I'm ugh. Jack, thank you for coming and hanging out and <laughs> uh no, I, I really appreciate it. Do you have anything that you do that you would like to promote into the ether? I I have something, but it's it's recent. It's very recent. And okay. it's it's a um a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter or something along those lines. Okay. I haven't set it up yet, but it's it's to get Drew at a fucking laptop that's not a heap oh, of shit. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should see what we're doing here. It's like cables into it. It's on the floor. Cable up into the TV just so there's a monitor that works. It had to reload seven times. It takes like thirty minutes to load. Uh-huh. This boy just needs like I'm I'm gonna start a Kickstarter for like I just I guess we need like 150 quid. Not much. We'll get him a second hand Anything's better than this. <laughs> we have to help this boy. For uh, $5 a month. <laughs> in, 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 like, in a way, I'm like just glad it's on record from somebody else. <laughs> oh, my God. You poor son. It's bad, right? Yeah. It's, it's, bad. it's quite tight. Like, can you believe like I like record music in like facilitate a podcast for this thing i cannot it's about it's 12 years old Ugh. i don't think i could lift it, it looks so like this funny. fucking thing's going to like high school and it's in like <laughs> a really difficult class i feel like i'm on the runway of the fucking uh, <laughs> heathrow i feel like i'm on heathrow airport like it is humming so loudly. <laughs> Like, Look at that piece of shit. I could throw a beer bottle at it and it wouldn't flinch. You know what? You could, damage. Here's the thing as well. You could turn it on 
in, on a winter's evening and warm your bed up with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's well. true. You know, so, I mean, like at least it's multi-purpose. Yeah, but if you load it in summer, you'll probably burn your house down. <laughs> well, we will see next time on Ginger Talks. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, no, thank you so much. I had such a fucking good time. It was so fun. Uh, thank you, and Druid, thank you, my friend. As always. always. Uh, Well, I guess that's it. Thank you, listeners. Thank you to our patrons who help make this uh, possible. Get you some high-quality merch. And, uh, uh, by the way, we haven't promoted this on the regular pod, but... Uh, over on our Patreon, we actually have a, a special show that uh, is put out that is all of the stuff that we cut out from these episodes. It's called Little Snaps. Uh, first episode is free, uh, available to everybody, but if you want to hear the others, all of the things that we cut out and all the all the things that the public doesn't hear, check out the Patreon. And uh, <laughs> it, uh, it's a lot of fun. So yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, thank you to our patrons yeah. who are fucking yeah. awesome and dope. All right, cool. Yeah. I'm done. I can't. <gasps> yeah, don't be a citizen. Follow some patron. Au revoir, homies. <laughs> and there we fucking go.